2: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast. The podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 3,366 days per year, this very long year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. How's it going, guys? Are we in better moods from last week? I'm in an epic mood.
1: Yeah. I was in a good mood last week. Just that crappy movie set me back just a little bit, but I mean, like, I ended up in a good mood.
2: Oh, we have comments Um, to read later. We have a comment to read later from a faithful listener on Reddit.
1: A thin white duke. Is that who it is?
2: It is who it is, but we'll get to that later.
0: How's your week going, y'all? I'm kind of on cloud nine with Daniel Radcliffe reading chapter one of Philosopher's Stone for us.
2: Yeah, I am too.
1: Where's he doing that
2: Pottermore. Yeah.
1: Oh, I saw something on Instagram today. She's having people read part okay i know what this is
2: people involved with the harry potter films are each going to read a chapter of the book which is pretty awesome that is super exciting
0: unfortunately we will not have snape
2: no we wouldn't way to be a downer so early in the episode i
0: I know i'm sorry
2: (laughs) but we'll have everyone else except snape and first dumbledore good dumbledore like to call them
1: pile on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pile on there anthony
2: i'm very excited about that though and who better to kick it off than harry potter himself That's sh- right? right i was very excited that a trailer for space force dropped today and holy cow <laughs> what a freaking cast in that show
1: they got like every funny person that they could
2: right doesn't it look yeah. funny and greg daniels like office I'm just cons- and parks and rec guy behind it mm-hmm. yeah i'm all in
0: I'm just concerned about what's going to ultimately happen with it, though. It looks like it's not going to have a real sustainability. I mean, it's just supposed to be
2: silly. It's just supposed to right? It's like a workplace comedy, just in the space force.
0: (laughs) But it's pretty – it's a lot more over the top, right? I mean, how long has Saturday Night Live
1: been on the field, been on the show, been on the channel? Oh, my gosh. Been on the air? Yeah, that's the word. That was too. the word I was looking for. <laughs> on yeah, the but field. this is
0: like have you, did you see the did you see the the preview for it, Julia? Yes. Okay. I just yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll be interested to see what it what it actually does.
1: At first Maybe. I thought it was a spoof, right? Absolutely. And and I was surprised to find out it was not just a spoof. You know, this thing that is was not a real TV show, but that it actually is a TV show. I was surprised. So I echo. Your concern that it will have longevity, but I think while it's on, it'll be really funny.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be one of those that's like good for a season or so for me. But I could be surprised. I didn't think I was going to like The
2: Office either. So I mean, I was about to say Parks and Rec is like a live action Simpsons and how over the top it can be sometimes. I'm so I'm burned by drugs. the fact
1: that you like The Office more than you like Parks and Rec.
2: Well, that exactly. special, that quarantine special, did nothing to change my mind on that. I have not watched it yet.
0: Oh, it's cute it was cute but lot, like, it was there's not a lot of what I'm expecting
2: is they, it, was, it was yeah exactly that's how i felt about it. I, it it was i was glad to see them back on tv but it wasn't like i'm i get it you were limited in what you can do in your own houses i get that mm-hmm. whatever and but, I think, and i think they
0: were just trying to do something nice yeah they were just trying to give us something to laugh about you know and they did a good job with that um what's his name Feinstein guy is just funny every time
2: so I started my new quarantine binge today, well, last week. What's and that? it's what? House. House. You're binging House
1: again, all right. I,
2: I had to, after watching the Christmas Thanks. episodes, which yeah. we're covering this week, for those of y'all who did not know, we are covering the three mm-hmm. Christmas episodes of House. For those of you who don't know, House is an American television medical drama that ran on Fox for eight seasons, from 2004 to 2012. And the series' main character is Dr. Gregory House, an unconventional misanthropic medical genius who, despite his dependence on pain medication, leads a team of diagnosticians at the fictional Princeton Plainsboro Teaching Hospital in New Jersey. House often clashes with his fellow physicians, including his own diagnostic team and his best and one true friend, Dr. James Wilson, because many of his hypotheses about patients' illnesses are based on subtle or controversial insights. His flouting of hospital rules and procedures also frequently leads him into conflict with his boss, hospital administrator, and dean of medicine, Dr. Lisa Cuddy, with whom he has a romantic past with. So it's one of those very uh, procedural shows, you know, like you're... All the cop, law, medicine shows on TV, different case of the week, but unlike a lot of medical shows, this one is actually really smart and really quick and really funny. Really quick. I had forgotten. Really quick. That it is extraordinarily quick. And a lot of that comes down to our leading man in this show, Mr. Hugh Laurie, who has appeared on this podcast at least once before in Arthur Christmas. Uh, Arthur Christmas. Voice, voice, Um, voice. gotcha. Hugh Laurie plays Dr. Gregory House and just to run through his credits real quick, he's very well known in the UK because he's a UK actor. He's an English actor. Mm -hmm. He starred in a bit of Fry and Laurie, Jeeves and Wooster, Blackadder, Sense and Sensibility. He was in the 101 Dalmatians live action remake with Glenn Close. He was uh, one of her henchmen with Arthur Weasley. He was in the Borrowers (laughs) borrowers is <laughs> in Stuart so little <laughs> arthur christmas and um besides house in american television world he was a uh, regular on veep the night manager and avenue five or the oh, night so, manager i forgot about that so hugh Laurie also in interviews said he felt really bad making much more as a fictional doctor than his real dad made as a real do- than his dad made as a real doctor <laughs> <sighs> ouch <laughs>
1: <laughs> True Tom. He's so funny in sense and sensibility. He's that husband that really cannot stand his wife. And he's like super chill. And his wife is like a chattering peacock. And he's so put out with her the entire time. But there's the scene when I think it's I think it's Anne is sick and he leaves. Like they depart abruptly because they have the new baby. And when he leaves, there's like all of this heart in his face when he is telling emma thompson's character that he hopes that Anne recovers and i don't know i always I, that's the first time i think i i was exposed to hugh Laurie
2: was for a me i think the first time was in friends when he was rachel's beleaguered plane companion when she was going on and on and on about her relationship with ross and oh she was flying to london <laughs> to stop the wedding and he put his headphones that's because he right. didn't care and then he just got so annoyed at one point he ripped them off and he was like excuse me but you are a horrible person you're going over to stop this wedding and by the way you were on a break (laughs) god that was him oh my gosh i
0: just saw that i just saw that i just used that meme this week so young and clean shaven yeah you used it with me i did I love you, Lori. Me too. Next up, we have Robert Sean Leonard as Dr. James Wilson. Most memorable for me by far, his role in Dead Poets Society.
2: A hundred percent. He
0: was he was on Falling Skies, which was a show I really liked that just disappeared. Um, oh, I
1: hate it when they do that.
0: It did. It was like, really, I didn't, you never found out what was going on. It was like if Lost got canceled season four, although that oh. would have been better than what happened. So maybe I should count my blessings.
2: <laughs> he was in Swing
0: Kids, The Good Doctor, the man, and The Manhattan Project.
2: Yeah, he did a lot of theater. That's why his credits here are so. He was much more of a theater guy than a film television guy. Uh, and for those of you Which who don't if know... if you watched Dead Wait.
0: Poets Society, that makes total sense.
1: Yes. You can really mm-hmm. see
0: the difference in his acting.
1: Wasn't he in The Adventures of Indiana Jones? The Young Adventures of Indiana Jones that was on TV for like a
2: season, if that was he was he, Indi- he wasn't in indiana was he yes he was really hold on
1: well i'm confirming but if he was on it yes he would in fact have been young indiana jones and i'm trying to scroll without those fingers because my nail polish is wet oh it's not him <laughs> who is it it's somebody that looks a lot like him it was on abc okay. and no it was not him but it's a guy i like a lot sean is patrick you? flannery
0: that's who it was.
2: I could oh. see that confusion. Yeah. He looks exactly the same as he did in Dead Poets Society, though, in-house, just with a little more weight on him. But the face, he yep. doesn't look older. Just a little left no. He's aged very well. Mm-hmm. No,
0: he's definitely got one of those uh, Paul Rudd things going on for him.
2: Yes. Just like that Avengers meme <laughs> with them all aged up, the Avengers in 100 years, and it's everyone aged up through the Face app except Paul Rudd. He's just Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. I um
0: man I still love Sean Patrick you you brought him up so I have to bring up my love of Boondock Saints Mm -hmm. I freaking love that movie Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and I think that's going to be the movie I list today Anthony
2: Oh, there you go. It's Do you know I choice. still can't
1: whittle my list down?
2: You could be like Jerry and Chi. He did ten, and now he's doing the next ten. <laughs> just like we don't like cor- Sophie's choice. <laughs> just like the room, the team game last week. He did his team, but and he was yeah. like, "But I would prefer." And Disco called him out. He's like, "No, that's the point of the game. You have to make the hard choice." Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: it's rock, man. we love you, Jerry. I'm pretty sure I'm it, gonna is, post- it is rough.
2: It's really difficult. It's
1: really difficult to have not just all of the the top ten. But like the diversity that makes it interesting,
2: it really does. So for those who don't know, House and Wilson were based on Sherlock Holmes and Watson. That was the initial concept of the show. House even lives at two twenty one B Baker Street, if you notice. And uh, they got a
0: little a little heavy handed with the Sherlock reference in the Christmas episode. The book, yeah,
2: the book by Arthur Conan Doyle, yeah. I mean, they have a lot of references throughout the show. Hass is shot in an episode by a guy named Moriarty. Like, they have a lot of...
0: What? Hands. No. They oh, don't go that funny. far, do they really? Yeah,
2: I don't even think they mentioned the name in the episode. You would only know it from the credits that that was that character's name. And I only know that because I watched it three episodes ago. But. <laughs> oh, nice. It's relevant. But they have a lot of uh, references to Sherlock Holmes. And I think it's funny because the original Sherlock Holmes stories... Sherlock is not a huge sarcastic a hole. Jerk face. Yeah. yeah. But the new Sherlock Holmes but becomes- movies that came after House with Downey Jr. and Jude Law is much more of the House and Wilson relationship. So it's funny how that kind of came full circle. Well, and Cumberbatch
1: like and Freeman.
2: Cumberbatch is a total a hole. Like- yep.
1: Yeah, he's a total a hole. Yep. Which you'd have to be a little bit off in some way, like socially awkward. In to order be, well, to, don't to be that stinking smart and to be able to watch people and observe these habits and dig into it. You know, you've got to be like high intelligence they in there. My favorite characters think, on TV that are high intelligence are also really awful in social situations. And they're mm-hmm. some of my
2: favorite characters. It's always like they're slightly a little, I mean, they say on the show too, like slightly autistic.
0: I was gonna say, if autism had been understood, I think that would have had a different. We'd see a different side of in in Sir Arthur Cannon Doyle's work.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. True.
1: All right. Playing Dr. Lisa Cuddy, which is our main female character on the show, um, for the whole run of the show. Except she dropped off a little bit at
2: the end. She left one season early.
1: Okay. Um, is Lisa? I don't know why.
2: Because she wasn't being paid as much as Hugh Laurie or Robert Sean Leonard, and the producers wouldn't up her salary, so she walked. She oh. resigned for that final year. Man, she didn't even come back mm. for the finale, even though they tried to get her back just for the finale, but she wouldn't. She didn't.
1: Oh man. So Lisa Edelstein plays Dr. Lisa Cuddy. You may have seen her in What Women Want, Daddy Daycare. She was the neurotic mom in Daddy Daycare, wasn't we? Wasn't she with the kid that was like totally wild? Or nope. very judgmental. I can't remember which one. She's also in Seinfeld, Relativity, Sports Night, The West Wing, Allie McBeal, Felicity, The Date with Darkness, The Trial and Capture of Andrew Lester. Ooh, that sounds like a Lifetime movie. Um, <laughs> American Dad, The Good Wife, House of Lies, Castle, The Legend of Korra, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, The Good Doctor, and The Kaminsky Method. That's the one with, uh, was that Netflix, right? The Kaminsky
2: Method? method? yeah. not sure i think it was a streaming never seen it
1: i always liked her she's a nice pairing to house i feel like she'll stand up to him
2: dynamic between the two of them yeah i did too with with that hint at their past that's right and i always like okay well yeah okay it's Uh, obviously
0: house (laughs) house hits house hits us in the head like a brick with it
2: I mean, she had a crush on him. She says, even in med school, he was a legend. Mm-hmm. So, And once you throw Robert Shaw Leonard in with the two of them, I thought the three of them had really good dynamics.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I was going to say, I'm interested to see how much of my opinion is going to be aligned with y'all since you have so much more history with this show. So, so Omar sorry, Epps ahead.
2: plays Dr. Eric Foreman, one of House's fellows, who is the only one to stay as one of his. To stay on his team the whole eight years. First as a fellow and then as kind of like co-running that department. And I uh, watched him get fired.
1: Yeah, that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs>
2: you know. I like how you're laughing. Oh, that's cute, Tom. That's cute. That's cute, Tom. That is cute. So he's been in Juice, Higher Learning, The Wood, Into Deep, Love and Basketball. I knew him most as getting murdered in the opening scene of Scream 2. With Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh,
1: uh, spoiler alert! Thanks a lot for that.
2: Oh, as the it's time literally we'll like out. the first, <laughs> <it's> literally <laughs> like
0: the first couple of minutes.
2: It's literally it's the time three we'll run out on what,
1: what I can, be upset about as far as spoilers are concerned.
2: <laughs> he was also on ER, Resurrection, and Shooter. Not Resurrection my favorite. was
0: another one of those shows I was really into, and I didn't understand why it ended, and I still don't know what was happening.
1: What was that one about? Was it a supernatural? Type
0: thing. A bunch of dead people just started coming back to life.
2: Oh yeah, I remember that one. It's the name
0: <laughs> it's from like
2: named.
0: people from like all these different eras, and it's all in the same town, but from different eras. Yeah, it was good.
2: He is not my favorite of House's of staff. Just throwing that out there right now. Me either. He's well. He was kind of the most normal one, <laughs> the bland one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Jesse Spencer as Dr. Robert Chase. Not a whole lot to Jesse's name, except Neighbors and Chicago Fire.
2: He's a legend in Australia. He was on Neighbors for like years. so
1: He's, he's pretty, pretty. <laughs> he's been on Chicago Fire um, forever.
0: I love Chicago Fire.
2: Yeah. Does he have an accent on that show, or does he do an American one?
0: No, he's American.
1: He does have an accent on this one, though.
2: He does keep his accent on this
1: one.
0: I had assumed the accent was fake for this.
1: And you thought that he was, yeah, that he yeah. made the accent up for the, yeah. Uh, yeah, so when I heard very- him talk, I was like, oh, I forgot he was Australian.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, he's the lead uh, in Chicago Fire. He's the main character. Yeah. And I had no idea until right this moment. And now it's like, whoa, that he was a uh, an Australian.
2: See, Chicago, well... I'll get to that in my history. Never mind. Because I have a, yeah, anyway, put a pin in that. But in House, House hired him because his dad made a phone call. That's why Chase was on the team. He
1: hired
2: Dr. Foreman because he had a criminal record and he needed somebody who wouldn't be afraid to bend the rules. So he hired him, which he threatened to sue House over. And House said, "Uh, I'm pretty sure you can't sue me for wrongful hiring. And he hired the next fellow because she had a pretty face. And people with pretty faces, you know, don't have to go into a field as hard as medicine because they can get by on their looks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the person he's talking about is uh, Jennifer Morrison playing Dr. Allison Cameron. Um, My daughter knows her best from Once Upon a Time, um, but she was also in How I Met Your Mother. She was in the 2009 Star Trek Oh, she was Kirk's mom.
2: Kirk's mom died during childbirth. No, she died during childbirth. She died died at the the ship explosion. Nope, Nope. She died right after. Yep.
1: No. Well. Oh no, she She she
2: she made it, and she was married to the step earth Yeah, right. Got
1: it. Yeah. Thor died died on the ship. The crash while she was birthing the baby, and that whole scene is like rough.
2: It is. That That scene is is
1: rough. It's a great soundtrack makes it even more yeah it was a great opening that Um, 2009 star
2: trek theme is like so freaking good i love theme. well it's michael giacchino
1: and he's amazing
2: uh he's also composing the new batman movie so i'm very excited so
0: this is not up to date because she's also now on the the this is us cast that's right
1: she's she's involved with the actor right kind of they met in rehab or something is that right
2: so she comes to guest i have seen and shows. it i just so thought she was, was an actor's yeah. girlfriend because yeah. that's what she was on how i yeah. met your mother too yes. <laughs> ted's girlfriend for a while the environment she's a different
1: kind of character though she's she's a i think she's a vet in this is us and when she came back from war she had some issues and that's what put her in connection with our one of our main characters so
2: so, like Hannah, I know her most apart from this show, from Once Upon a Time. Yeah. But she was very yeah. bland on that show. But I mean, as the only yeah. like non fairy tale character, I guess you. Would.
1: Right, it, that'd be rough <laughs> to be cast in that. Like, you don't yep. get any of the good clothes, none of the good, nothing. You get no backstory that's interesting, like they have, and that's
2: a real bummer. Yep. Yes. So, come season four, House has a whole new staff of fellows, which includes Cal Penn as Dr. Lawrence Kuttner, and he was in the Harold and Kumar film series. He was in How I Met Your Mother for a bit, designated survivor, and he is the host of a show called Superhuman, which I had never heard of. Um,
0: I think you forgot one very important movie for Jennifer Morrison. We'll be covering her again. She's in Surviving Christmas. Is
2: she?
0: I knew she was in a Christmas movie. I had to go look because I'm like, no, she's in a Christmas movie.
2: Well, you, you know who else is in a Christmas movie? Cal Penn. Oh, because they've got a Christmas. He Herald is and Harold, and Mando Mando. Harold and Kumar. <laughs> 3D Christmas, whatever it was called. <laughs> um, he was on the show for a season and a half before they wrote him off because he got a job in working for Obama at the White House.
1: That's right. I remember that. Yep. I liked him when he was on the show.
2: I liked him too. And his send-off yeah. oh, kicked off one of the best arcs. Yeah. How'd they kick him off? Suicide.
0: Oh.
2: <gasps> So there's no bringing him back.
1: Nope. Nope.
2: And it like messed with house because this guy notices every little detail and he couldn't notice one of his staff was that depressed. Holy cow yep yeah
0: how did cal pin off himself gunshot
2: wound to the head they oh. don't sh- they don't sh- they don't show it he's doesn't come into Obviously, work one yeah. day house sends people to his house tell him to stop being lazy and they find his body And the uh Gosh,
1: i was shocked i remember watching that because mm-hmm. this is one of those shows that i would watch like when it was on i wouldn't even record it i'd watch it live so to speak and i remember watching that and being like what did
2: they just do
1: i love cal
0: peter jacobson is next and this is Probably his most famous role is Dr. Chris Taub. He was also in the show Colony, Ray Donovan, Fear the Walking Dead, Cars 2, the movie White House
2: Down, and The
0: Goldfinch.
1: Who's The the Goldfinch? That was a good book. I did read Um, that book. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would.
2: I didn't see the movie, so I don't know who he was. I just saw that. (laughs) I thought for sure
1: you you would have seen the movie after watching, because I want to see the movie still after reading the book and, man. You're failing me there. He played a
2: rabbi, though, on Fear the Walking Dead, one of the rabbi survivors, which makes sense. He's oh. Jewish. How many seasons stand. in was
1: that? I don't think I've seen that far in.
2: I think Have it's on season four. I've never now. watched Fear the Walking okay, Dead. Okay, yeah,
1: I haven't. Fear the Walking, Fear Dead, Walking Dead, Dead was good.
2: Really good. It gets yeah. a lot better reviews in the main show now. I mean, because they didn't have source material to adhere to, so they could be creative. That show, I want to catch up on it, but the whole everything
1: breaking down of Fear the Walking Dead is like what I always wanted to know how that happened when we were watching Walking the Dead. You know, Walking the Dead or you know, The The Walking Dead. And I love Fear the Walking Dead. Voldemort's great in it.
2: Voldemort is great. What really? Yeah, Teen Voldemort,
1: little Tom. I got.
0: so burned out on the walking dead though because it's just got the, it just started going for gore over content fear
1: Everything. the walking dead doesn't feel like that it focuses a lot more on the relationships and how they're affected by life changing in fact if i started watching that again now it'd probably be like whoa right because it's all about really? yeah because the pandemic and how it's changed so much stuff right and right the dynamics of families and the way that, because you get to see that in Fear of the Walking Dead and in The Walking Dead, it's it's already happened and Rick waits up and you're thrown in the deep end with him, right? And he has to right. figure it out on his own. But with Fear of the Walking Dead, you get all of like the terror, the underlying terror of nobody knows what's happening, but it's happening everywhere. And then you get the way these families deal with it because people aren't separated at that point. People are still together.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah. It I is like it. I Check
0: it out that that because that again you know like anthony said the walking dead had so much canon to it that it had to adhere to there were so mm-hmm. many fans already invested in it there was a lot we don't understand mm-hmm. like for instance how in the world rick was still alive if he was a in a coma right. in a hospital everybody else right. in the hospital is
2: gone it was all a dream you know, it's all a what? dream i'm jo- that was a joke i wanted to see your horrified okay. expressions uh, i'm if like, they went that route. like
1: <laughs> i'm a
2: I am non polit- back
1: don't you even tell me that right now
0: (laughs) I think Hollywood's learned its lesson after Lost about things like that right? I never
1: watched Lost and as much as I hear about how it ended I'm kind of like I don't know that I want to watch it Lost is a great show
0: but it ended awful. The writer, I, I don't know. I want to blame the writer strike for it.
1: Next on our team is Olivia Wilde. She played Dr. Remy Hadley, which I don't know you ever hear her referred to as Dr. Remy Hadley. She's known as 13. And I don't remember why she's known as 13.
2: Because after House loses his original fellows, he, ha- he does like that survivor competition with like 25 of them. I can't remember any of their names. So he only knew her as 13. 13.
1: Um, you may know her as being married to Jason Sudakis, but other than that, you know her as being from Conversations with Other Women, Alpha Dog, Tron Legacy, Cowboys and Aliens, Butter, Drinking Buddies, The Incredible Bert Wonderstone. She's also in Rush, The Lazarus Effect, Meadowland, and we've covered her before in
2: Love the Coopers. We did.
1: We got a lot of people who have Christmas links in this particular show.
2: And then our last notable cast member is a notable season three recurring guest star, David Morse as Michael Tritter, who is a detective. He was in *Scene Elsewhere*, *The Negotiator*, *Contact*, *The Green Mile*, *Dancer in the Dark*, *Disturbia*, which is actually a really good movie. *The Long Kiss Goodnight*, *The Rock*, *12 Monkeys*. He played George Washington. And got tons of award season talk for that role in John Adams. And he was in Trim, which is another Serbia was a good movie.
1: That's one with that Shia was. LaBeouf, right?
2: Yeah. And I'm not yeah, that was great. <laughs> I'm not his biggest fan, but that movie is like actually really good.
1: Yeah. That's a great movie. It's yeah. just Rear Window reimagined.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Which is why so like, I wasn't sure going in. Well, Shia LaBeouf and Rear Window redone, but right. it was good.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was really good.
2: So before we get into the episodes, what is your history with House, y'all? Seen stuff
0: about House? I know, House has been in the like periphery of social consciousness for everybody, I think, in America. But today was my first time watching an
2: episode. What did you think? Yes. Uh, I dig it, dude. It makes me happy. No banjo music this week. <laughs>
1: Hashtag no banjos. House, like I said earlier, is one of those shows Marty and I just would watch every week when it came on. We really liked it. Um, We thought House was hilarious and it always kept us interesting, but it, for the most part, wrapped up with a nice tidy bow by the end of the episodes. We liked it. Um, So I'm a big fan. I haven't watched it in years. Like not intentionally, we've caught episodes randomly on TV, but I was very happy to come back to it. And I totally get why Anthony decided to start binging it after watching these Christmas episodes. So I got the same urge.
2: I started watching House midway through season three, because everyone in, I was in high school at the time, senior year, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> that was at House's peak popularity, like season three, four, five, roughly, <clears throat> and uh, mm-hmm. everyone was watching it. And I think the first episode I ever saw was the last episode in that whole detective arc with Michael Trudor. So I saw the outcome of that and I was like, oh, that was really good. I want to go back and watch the whole thing. So I did up until that point. I love House. And you mentioned Chicago Fire earlier. I don't generally like procedurals. X-Files and Supernatural are one thing because you know, it's that fantasy element. They're fun. But like right. cop, sh- cop shows, doctor shows, uh emergency medical fire whatever shows i don't generally watch but house reeled me in because like we said at the beginning it was quick and he was actually very funny and charismatic Mm -hmm. in the role so it's one of the rare ones that i did one of the Mm -hmm. rare procedurals that's not fantasy driven that i really like and still Mm -hmm. really like and i'm loving my rewatch nice nice
1: well, he says things that, like, you want to say, but you would never say, like, in a million years ever say.
2: And I know we'll be talking about it in the episodes once we dive in in a bit. I love whenever Cuddy forces him to do clinic duty, and he deals with these. Oh, my idiots gosh. The clinic. Oh
1: It's the best part of the show. Is his clinic. The best running gag. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. And he puts out is that what he was doing when like, he was? Here we go. Yeah. Is that what
0: he was doing when he was nice to that girl? Or tried to be nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Tried
2: so hard. Tried so Cause, hard. Because I mean,
1: Cuddy tells him he has to, you know.
2: <laughs> he has like four backlogs. years of backlogs <laughs> on clinic duty. which she makes him do a few hours every week to catch up. <laughs> Good. But, uh, All right. We start our watch with season
0: three, episode 10, Merry okay. Little Christmas. It's Christmas at Princeton, Plainsboro, and Wilson has, has a present for House. He and Detective Tritter have struck a deal, and House has three days to accept it. Cuddy receives a patient afflicted with dwarfism who has a variety of symptoms and is recovering from a recently collapsed lung, who eventually forces Cuddy into making a difficult and potentially life-threatening choice between her patient and House's well-being. That is a good plot synopsis for this episode.
2: That really is. It is. So this episode, I think, was the least standalone of the three. This is right in the middle of that detective arc where this guy is like, out to get House. And Wilson just made a deal with him and confessed House has been forging his name on prescription signatures. And he has three days to take a deal the DA is offering, which includes like two months of rehab or something, no jail time, or go to trial. And House, Mr. Stubborn, is like, no deal. In an effort to force him to take the deal, Cuddy and Wilson cut him off from his Vicodin.
0: So I will say this, shaped my view of wilson through the other two episodes and i did not like him
1: yeah yeah it's a rough one to start with when it comes to wilson you're yes. at a great 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 disadvantage unfortunately um, you're supposed to really just, love wilson
0: oh see from what i saw he seems like an opportunist who's trying to like advance his career at the cost of Dr. House. And we see oh, that like, yeah. but, but so what that, that's what I was going to say. I wonder if this, where I started shaped my view because throughout it, I see him as trying to undermine and like having some sort of jealousy of House and he wants to be right. And like, doesn't like conceding when House is his, is correct
1: i think he probably has some jealousy with house but there it's not there. nefarious like the first one makes you feel
2: no there are a lot of episodes in other seasons he puts his he puts his job and his career on the line to help house and bail him out this is just this episode is yeah. a rough one in general i feel for you to start with because this is house at his lowest not the show at the lowest yeah. house, the character at his lowest in the middle of the summer. yes
1: well and wilson's primary focus is on oncology Right,
0: which is why he keeps running everything back to cancer, and right. House keeps dismissing that he always sees cancer. Oh, right, okay, I see. I'm putting it together.
1: Yep. So I'm sorry you had to start off with such a low impression of Wilson.
2: Yeah, because Wilson is usually very funny.
1: Yes, and you can well, see that did, later in the
0: episodes. But but my opinion of him was so shaded, I couldn't see it honestly.
2: Yeah. Well, that makes me so sad. That's a bummer.
0: Because I just couldn't stand it. Abnormal. every time he came on. I'm like that guy. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> but one of the things that like a recurring thing that does kind of get annoying for me on house is that Cuddy and Wilson do often try to save house from himself sometimes by doing stupid crap like that. Yeah. Did you feel better toward him when he got in that car with Tritter and said, I'm not going to testify against him.
0: Then it just felt like he knew what he was doing was wrong all along.
2: Well, so not really. After ev- after everyone called him out on it
0: <laughs> throughout the episode. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: like come on guy
0: (laughs) come on you knew what you were doing was wrong why does this why does tritter i mean so this is going into a little bit of the show that is outside of our episode why is this cop after him so bad
2: because he came in for clinic he visited the clinic and got house and house was being normal house he was being a jerk he was popping pills in front of him and tritter called him out on it you know he had some snarky comeback so house made up an excuse to uh take his temperature the old-fashioned way and left him bent over a table with a the thermometer up there for hours while he left him.
1: So it's a vendetta, a
2: bit. <laughs> it's a vendetta.
0: <laughs> that spirals it. out of control. I, I get it. I would probably want to do that in that case as well.
2: <laughs> this episode is very sad, too, in that, like, the ending is very sad. Like, House tried to kill himself at the end of this episode. yeah. Yeah. On Christmas Eve.
1: I was never sure if it was accidental or on
2: purpose. I assumed he tried and threw it up, but that's how I that's I Mm. I I don't know.
1: I figured it was kind of like not that he really wanted to, but or he might have wanted to, but not that it was really intentional. I just think he overdid it coming back on it, you know, after being off of it for so long. For the few days he was off for so long.
2: I will say, Christmas-wise, this is probably the least Christmassy of the three. Yep. Although they did have that beautiful nativity scene in the lobby of the hospital, like life-size. Even Just one of my quotes
1: in the episode?
2: <laughs> even the one amazing. where the one where uh, House tells
0: Wilson, "Oh, look, there's Jesus over there. Better go tell the Romans." Yeah, that one. <laughs> I liked that one. That was a pretty highbrow way of calling him a Judas. That was I was impressed. <laughs>
2: Did you think this episode had a Linus moment? I didn't. I think we were supposed
0: to see some growth from Wilson. I don't know if it's supposed to be growth or or what.
1: I think Wilson wants to help and he doesn't know how to help. And he'd not tried this before, so he was going to try this. That's how I see Wilson and Cuddy when it comes to house, right? Because they're like, you can't be... Think about how good you could be not popping Vicodin every... so. Right? Like you've Mm -hmm. got this crutch... Literally and figuratively, and figuratively, but, yeah. But I don't know. I I don't see Wilson as I don't know. I think he was trying to help. Ultimately, I see him as just really trying to help House. But this was not the way to help at this moment.
0: That just goes to show the how good this show is, how well the show is written. How many situations would we be against the guy turning in the, the drug-addled doctor?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, and how many and how many situations would we actually be relieved when we see him start to pop those pills again? Yep. Right. I'm glad that's over. Gave him his (laughs) medicine.
2: Medicine. You know, one of my favorite scenes in the episode, and it's not like related to the lightest moments, when House is sitting with that little girl in the cafeteria, and the little girl wants some of his fries because he's got the last fries. And they got into the debate over. Well, first, before he lets her have the fries, he's like, Are you contagious? What do you have? And he like diagnoses her at the table. Yeah. (laughs) And then he lets her share. But then he gets into the debate with her over the whether her stuffed animal a bear or a dog.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it's a cute scene. It's very. He's cute. got a heart.
0: It was really humanizing of of House more so than most of the other stuff we see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was shocked to see him give the give the. I mean, just with what I had had known, you know, from the outside looking in, he did not seem like somebody who would share his fries with a little kid.
2: No, House is very caring. love. Yeah. the time.
0: Yeah. Deep, 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 deep down.
2: Deep, deep, <laughs> deep down. That's right.
0: <laughs> so I think one of the things, you know, as we're, as we're talking about this, one of the things I want to hit first is how amazing that woman playing the little girl's mom
2: the sick girl's mom was this
1: actress has been in a lot of stuff and she's like consistently
2: good so since you brought her up i'm going to go into one of my favorite quotes and it's when cuddy's examining her and house meets the patient for the first time and he's like whoa sorry just need her for a tiny moment small favor pills And, and maddie that's her name is like who's the wit and cuddy's like doctor don't worry i'll be firing him soon wait in my office and house is like incision looks just big enough for chest tube, collapsed lung. Someone mistake you for a pinata. <laughs> and, and Maddie's like delightful. Usually you just get the elf jokes this time of year. And house is like no on trauma, negative PPD. What flavor dwarfs you guys? And Maddie's like my daughter and I both have cartilage hair hypoplasia. Think you can make a pun out of that? And house is like yes. I don't want to be insensitive. And then he turns to cut to cut and he's like she's got a bit of a. Short fuse, as in, (laughs) (laughs) the dwarf jokes were awful, y'all.
1: The best, but the best characters on the show are the ones that can hold their own against House, and those are the ones
2: he respects the most, too.
1: Right, and when he's Uh, he likes her by the end, exactly. When he's talking to her about the logistics of how she was with a a, a normal sized guy, you just see an average guy, right. You can see in both of their eyes like mutual respect at that point. Right. And I love that because that's I mean, House gets off on that, right? Is somebody that can match him wit for wit. And it was there were some of the best scenes in the episode was when he's going back and forth with her. But he asks
0: her if she cares for a spin. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> and that look she gives him it's like you know. I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna do it right there. I really did
2: he's just so quick the character is just so quick so the very beginning of the episode episode after he finds out wilson basically quote unquote betrayed him and mm-hmm. he walks into his office and immediately karen asks what are you going to do and house is like i thought i'd get your theories mock them then embrace my own the usual
1: yeah
0: that's great. <laughs> you imagine working with someone like that that'd be awful so I think, I don't know that I want to call it a Linus moment, but the girls, okay, so one of the things that happens in this, this girl has her identity wrapped up in being a little person like her mother. And it's part of like what brings her closer to her mom, but they find out she's not actually a little person. It's just by sheer... Happenstance. She has a pituitary tumor, a, a tumor growing and is pushing on her pituitary gland, so she can't uh, get her proper growth hormone. Okay. So <laughs> she has to decide if she's mm-hmm. going to continue to be a little person or if she's going to have the surgery and take the medicine to get her hormone so that she develops uh, like an average person. And so mm-hmm. we see this struggle that she and her mother both have about like, you know, your identity, who, you know, how this would change their their dynamic, how it would change their relationship. This girl's been so used to just being a little person that it's, it's who she is. I don't know. There was just this growth moment. At the end, it's finally like her mom is like, uh, as much as she is kind of resentful at first of hearing that her daughter is going to be an average person or a normal person, as we would say, she ends up telling her, you know, this is who you were meant to be not you know the little person and encourages her to go down that path there was a real growth moment for the mom where she put her daughter first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was a moment where the daughter decided to go through with it you see this like i don't know there, there's a there's a i don't know that we're gonna call that a Linus moment but it's boring because it doesn't have anything to do with christmas mm-hmm. but i'm assuming every episode of house has a moment like that probably so this is yeah, a lot of them probably do. not as unique to y'all as it was to me i don't know i just rambled did- a lot but i feel like that may qualify as a Linus moment if we want to be gracious to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, since it didn't happen to House is where I'm kind of
0: like... But does it have to be the main character that changes?
1: It doesn't have to be, but that's what I would be looking for in a Christmas episode of House would be that he got the Grinch treatment. But no, I loved her turnaround. That whole scene was great, especially like the funny part where he's like, this pill is going to represent a pill. And he gets on his (laughs) knees and then he takes it and he goes... (laughs) 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 what happened? (laughs) That's <laughs> so awful, but
0: it's very, very funny. I don't know how this stuff made it past censors at all. I really, really <laughs> don't know how this is on primetime television. <laughs>
2: So one of the things this episode did a good job of showing is that even when House is strung out, that they still trust, value his opinion, like how Cuddy would send Cameron to his house to check on him, but really get his advice because Mm -hmm. they were in over their heads with this case. Right. And I loved when that scene where he's in Cuddy's office breaking into her drawer trying to get a pill. And Foreman Mm -hmm. comes in and he's like, Foreman's like, where's Cuddy? And House is like, in this drawer, rescue mission. I got under control. You can go. You can leave, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love that you know. Then House is like, "I'll give you a theory. You give me a pill. If you help me get this jar open. <laughs> like he was desperate for the medicine that he was trading theories." Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, we didn't see that him as being an awful human being for that. He's holding this girl's life in his hands and uh, not willing uh, to help unless he's going to get the drugs. Like that's the setup that he gives them. That is oh, really, really, really crappy human being
2: he did have that one line that made me cringe when he was really strung out and cuddy went to his house and he said something about watching the little one die or something like that like
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh yeah maybe. it was awful he's a horrible human being yeah but we're cheering for him for some reason
2: well he's not he's not as awful in the later episodes i don't think but we'll debate that but before we move on from this one do you guys have any last quotes or thoughts
0: oh the i did want to just comment when i was going back on how awful of a person he was when he called her the itsy bitsy grieving mother yes yep like even when he's talking about like this woman losing her daughter he is still making terrible little people jokes that is awful. This man is terrible. Why are we cheering and rooting for him? Why do I think the guy who tried to, you know, get the get the junky doctor thrown out? Why do I think he's the bad guy? It's off this writing is so manipulative. <laughs> it plays with my morals and my moral compass. And I, I How, House by does, that.
2: House does kind of have a moment of realization. It's not a linus moment, but he tries to take the deal at the end, realizes he has a problem and needs help. It's just at that point, deals off, off the table. Deals off the table. Steals off the table.
1: Shouldn't have tried to, you know. Steal a
2: dead guy's medicine. Steal
1: a dead guy's meds.
2: So what would y'all give this episode?
1: I'm going to go with a five.
2: Seven and a quarter. Ooh. I'm going 6.5, which gives us an average of 6.25. And they only scored that low for me because taking the Christmas Day count, that one wasn't very Christmassy. Right. Right. Not very Christmassy.
0: It was so. not nearly enough anti-Semitism and hate of God <laughs> in this in this one for us to rate it highly. Gifts yes, I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because hang in my stocking, I can hear knocking. Is that you? Santa
1: Claus. all right so season four episode 10 is our next christmas episode it's called it's a wonderful lie once again it's christmas at princeton plainsboro and house and his new team treat a woman who suffers from a sudden paralysis of the hands causing an injury to her daughter while she's watching her at an indoor rock climbing wall at the same time house treats a clinic patient who is not exactly what she seems and the new team engages in a secret santa gift exchange
2: Oh, so right off the bat, this one felt a lot more Christmassy to me.
0: Yes. I love the Secret Santa setup.
2: I love the Secret Santa stuff, too. Again, so con- House <laughs> is terrible, y'all. Yep. So some context for you and our listeners, Tom. This is the first episode where House has his full new team. He's narrowed it down from his 25 candidates and... Now they don't have the fear that they're going to be let go at any minute. And this bothers House. He wants conflict. So he comes up with this Secret Santa idea where, okay, the team needs to bond. We'll do Secret Santa, except every name in the hat is House's. (laughs) again and they all terrible. figure it out <laughs> and they all figure it out which has expected them to do and like he tells huh? wilson now they're gonna fight over this what to do <laughs>
1: that's right and he's narrating it through talking to wilson about it while the other guys are ruminating about it on their own and trying to decide what to do and every time they think they've got like the upper hand you see him narrating okay this is what they'll do next <laughs> And it's so funny.
2: You know what was so yeah. funny? When Cutner oh. actually gives House a gift and he turns around and realizes 13 and Taub saw him, the looks on their faces, like he just, yeah. he broke the team pact kind of thing. Yeah. And he just, which is what he was yeah. wanting.
1: That's just how yep. he
2: is. And of course, then yeah. they all end up getting House a gift anyway.
1: Right. But they say- One of which
0: he doesn't open for Kutner. a year.
2: <laughs> well, that's the next episode.
0: That was a good long long game that they played with that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's funny to me. And also, House's clinic patient is Christmas-related this year. Oh,
1: and this was my favorite clinic visit.
2: I loved this clinic visit. Yeah. So <clears throat> a very pretty young woman comes in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: A prostitute.
1: Well, was she no, a prostitute? that's the next one. Wait.
2: This is Wait, a what? prostitute.
1: Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, this one confused me very
2: much. I don't think she I was think actually she was. a prostitute. I think House assumed she was the whole time. Yes. And She was playing with him. That's how I yes. interpret it. Oh, I, I think so she too.
1: Was. And I think when she handed him that flyer at the end is when he realized when she, she was said a donkey Christmas show project. she meant oh. <laughs> like literally she's riding on a donkey. But she plays up the double entendre very, very thickly. And so you're sort of led to believe as well that she's a prostitute. But in the end, I think you're supposed to think, you know, you're supposed to find out, oh, she's not a prostitute.
2: Right. I missed that, I guess. So in, yeah. So in the end, like House's team, there's this nice little scene at Princeton Plains where the doctor's celebrating Christmas and House's new team and old team celebrating and getting along despite the conflict. House tried to cause. And mm-hmm. House walks through the lobby, very lonely. You're like, you can tell he's lonely. These scenes always made me sad on House because there are tons of times he can be joining in socializing, but there's something <laughs> in him that won't let him. And he walks by, walks out into the snow. And then we cut to him walking in a church. And it turns out this woman who he thought was a prostitute putting on donkey shows is actually mm-hmm. playing the Virgin Mary in a Christmas pageant, riding a donkey in the mm-hmm. pageant. Their eyes Mm -hmm. meet across the church, and she smiles, and I thought it was a nice little moment to end on.
1: It was.
0: It was sweet. Okay, the the version- And I I I really liked the
2: song. Yeah. The version I watched
0: did not have that last scene at all. Are you serious? No, I just, like, it ended before that, and I, so I had no, like, exposure with (laughs) that girl at
2: all. No wonder you were confused. That is a totally different episode. Wait. So did it end with him just walking outside and looking up in the snow, and then boom? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, that kind of feels like it would be an ending.
0: Oh. Okay. So this is why we shouldn't watch things on like a uh, daily motion or, or popcorn. No, it's on
1: Prime. It's on it Amazon. Pr- it's on Prime for free. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That. Okay. You should go
1: back and just catch the last six minutes. I
0: need, I need to go Episode watch. I need to go. Episodes
1: make it all right. Because again. I'm like,
0: I don't know why y'all don't think she's a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, oh, but, but it was a beautiful moment, and the same people who sung that song, who took the Mary out of Christmas, sing Christmas Vacation in National Lampoon. The Stapleton oh, sisters. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. It's interesting. I met. So them I also, did. You really? Or is no. this another Tom? Yeah, I knew it.
1: Tom. <laughs> another <everybody>.
2: Tom. Troll. <laughs> I um. No, so I,
0: I, I could actually say I wish people could see the video because. I watched you start to ask and then realize, wait, I just got <laughs> like,
2: came across your face.
0: <laughs> uh, just this, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God. That's exactly how I felt. Photo reggae moment. <laughs> I've been doing this for moment. three years. I'm getting too old. For this. I actually liked the patient of the week, too, the main patient. I love that it was a mother and daughter who were so completely honest with each other at least you would think for the majority episode that just Mm -hmm. throws house off kilter. He's determined to find a lie because everybody lies.
0: Right. Wouldn't it have been better. That was the theme of the episode. There wasn't one. If there, if there hadn't been the lie, wouldn't that have made it a little better? Oh, that the mom actually,
2: if she hadn't have been lying about being a mom.
0: Yeah. If she hadn't lied about adopting her daughter.
2: I, well, I could see that, but there was also that house kind of was amazed. He got that. What Wilson called a Christmas miracle gift for him a moment of unvarnished truth that he was just Mm -hmm. amazed by when the daughter told her mom to her face, no, you're going to die. There's Mm -hmm. no sugarcoating this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. She says, he says, that's a good quote. That was one of my quotes. He said, he's talking to Wilson and he goes, I saw something amazing, pure truth. She told, she told her mother that she was dying, stripped her of all hope. And Wilson goes, that sounds horrible. And house goes, it was like watching some bizarre astronomical event that you know, you'll never, you're never going to see again. Wilson says, you tell, you tell people the cold, hard truth all the time. You get off on it. House says, because I don't care. She cared. She did it anyway. She did it because she cared. Wilson sarcastically says, the angels of Christmas have finally given House a present he can appreciate. House goes, oh, don't ruin it. Don't pin this on Christ. He's got enough nails in him.
2: And then do you have the rest of it?
1: No. What's the rest uh, so of it? The,
2: so then Wilson and him continue talking. Wilson's like, patient had to die. But and House is like, why don't you take off that hat? Because when they're having this conversation, it's out in the that's snow. And Wilson right. has a reindeer hat on his head. <laughs> and Wilson is like, it's Christmas. It's a reindeer. And House is like, it's a moose on a Jew. <laughs> 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 and Wilson is like, who cares? And House says, things have their place. You wouldn't hang dreidels from a Christmas tree. And Wilson says, you could. Things don't mm. care. And that's when House had his aha moment that's in every episode, the close-up of his face.
0: That's which right. I really We're liked in this
2: episode because they played the Christmas bells when you have the moment, like mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. Like I love yeah, the a Christmas good one. music was really good in this one. hmm The
1: aha, the resolution is the the mom does not in fact end up dying because there had been a tumor in her breast tissue that had migrated to a different part of her body and it was causing so it actually was cancer, but it also was autoimmune, right, Is both
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um they were able to. With was her leg boob. Fixed right up. Yeah, it was her leg boob.
2: Full of breast uh, milk. Yep. House <laughs> takes a syringe, takes some of the milk out, tells the little girl, open your mouth. And she's like, no. And he's like, don't worry. It's nothing you haven't had before. And then he squirts it in her, her mouth.
1: Uh-huh. And she's like, <laughs> milk? Ew. <laughs> yeah, that was your back and knee milk. That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, but you know what? It, even though it was two diseases, it still wasn't lupus. That's a running gag on the right. show, Tom. Too, it's House always says it's never lupus, even though people always suggest lupus. And then in an episode, in like season seven or eight, it's finally lupus, and House is so excited when it turns out to be. Lupus.
0: <laughs> oh god! With all of this weird stuff that House sees all the time, he's excited by something as common as lupus. <laughs>
2: Oh, he even takes Just out his lupus textbook it out so because much. the text—it's never lupus but his textbook in his office is hollowed out, and that's where he keeps his spare one. <laughs> lupus, never lupus. <laughs> in the lupus book. <laughs> oh, y'all! This one was definitely more Christmasy. the music, the scenery. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of Christmas talk in this one too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the it's, Secret Santa. It's definitely and the, Christmas this,
0: is part of the story. Mm-hmm. The, the Secret Christmas Santa necessitates, necessitates the story, it. right? So,
2: I love when House walks into his office first thing, first morning, and sees that like, it's all decorated, and he's like, "Dr. Kuttner, who told you that was a good idea to put up superficial representations of a hypocritical season celebrating a mythical figure?" And Cutner's like, "Wasn't me." And House is like he lied. Homie knows better. Jaime doesn't care, and Huntington's would have done a better job.
1: <laughs> because thirteen has Huntington's.
2: Thirteen has Huntington's. She doesn't know what they own. don't know they that for sure. Yeah, at this point, ha- House ends up testing her that her knowledge at a certain point and says she does. Mm-hmm. And when she's all upset, House offers, "I'll kill you one day when it gets bad if you want me to." Oh mm-hmm. and- no! It was actually it was very a- sweet the way kind of they did I know of A just sweet moment.
0: it's just dark man
2: and then when house tells them they have nothing to fear anymore essentially that you know game's over you're hired cutter's like good can we do secret santa and house is like i liked you better 15 seconds ago when you were worried about your job (laughs) 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 that was good
1: house has good christmas insight in this one at one point he says the notion of picking one time a year to be decent to other people is obscene because it's actually validating the notion of being miserable wretches the rest of the
2: year yep that is good insight that's really good insight i i love the conversation between house and wilson where they're talking (laughs) where house just had a conversation with the daughter he was trying to see if her mother told her everything and then the daughter was starting to talk about her mother's favorite intimate positions and everything right and it comes to house and wilson in the kitchen and house is like it's child abuse and wilson yeah. is like honesty and house is like there's a reason that everybody lies it works it's what allows society to function it's what separates man from beast and wilson says oh i thought that was our thumbs <laughs> And How says you want to know every place your mom's thumb has been? And Wilson is like, I'm sorry, I missed rehearsal. Am I taking the truth is good side? Don't you usually take that part? And How says lies are a tool; they can be used either for good. No, wait, I got a better one. Lies are like children. Hard work, but they're worth it because the future depends on them. And, And Wilson says, you're so full of love, or something. <laughs> <laughs> when you when, when you care about someone and house says you lie to them you pretend their constant ponderous musings are interesting you tell them they're not losing their boyish good looks or becoming worn out and wilson says i stand corrected and may i say it's been a real pleasure chatting with you <laughs> 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 Oh, see so that good. didn't make you like Wilson more, Tom. You didn't like Wilson more in this one.
0: I still had this like feeling like he was underhanded and conniving, and but it all goes back to my first impression of him, and that's really hard to overcome. Yeah. In you know two episodes,
2: the, see, so the Secret Santa stuff is really good too. Like at one point, House steals Wilson's phone, iPhone, <laughs> and wraps it, oh and it on his desk. He's like, "Wow, an iPhone." Either this costs more than twenty five dollars, or Steve Jobs has to really be rethink his business model. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he opens it in front of one of them. I don't remember which one it is. I
2: think he. I think he opens it in front of all of them. Like that was just yeah, the, uh, they were it all, all in there. Of them. Guess, like somebody went over their limit. <laughs> Little Michael Scott. <laughs> I also like the conversation House and Wilson had about the Secret Santa. And Wilson's like, "What's with the Secret Santa? You're trying to bring them together." Nope, I want to drive them apart. With gift giving, conflicts built right into the name. Santa's about sharing, secrets are about withholding. And Wilson's like, aside from the Trojan horse, gifts don't usually, and House is like, what did you get your wife for your final anniversary? And Wilson's like, a sweater. And House is like, she hated it. And Wilson's like, she loved it. And House is like, then you didn't buy it. And Wilson said, well, I gave her some cash. And (laughs) And House interrupts him and he's like, Get, and gifts allow us to demonstrate exactly how little we know about a person. And nothing pisses off a person more than being shoved in the wrong pigeonhole.
0: Felt exactly like the opposite of uh, Michael Scott.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is for sure. <laughs> then I loved how cheery House was when he solved the case, when he had his aha moment that the team is working late on Christmas Eve and they're in the lab and House just comes in seeing God rescue you married gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Foreman's like, House you have got something to say, say it. If you don't, give us a chance to get home before Santa. And House calls him Scrooge. And I just like, you know, Christmas dialogue again. Mm-hmm. I also like the reference to the Red Rider BB gun this episode, where he thinks his patient's a prostitute. And he said, I can't. I'm saving for a Red Rider BB gun. <laughs>
0: The thing I don't like are his, um, oh, how do I want to word this? His sophomoric atheism. It all mm. is very childish and I would expect m- better arguments against a, th- a theistic worldview from somebody like House than what I get here.
2: Well, some of the best episodes, in my opinion, are the ones where religion is a centerpiece. Like, mm-hmm. there are a few that make him... I just expect deep- I
0: just expect deeper conclusions from him and better arguments mm-hmm. I felt it to be very childish he does have deeper in arguments rest, in
2: other episodes
0: when everything else he does is so well thought out
2: did this one have a Linus moment I don't think so I think it did I think the team came together in the end yeah the opposite effect of what House wanted driving them apart but they bonded in the end they came together in the end
1: that doesn't
2: quite pass muster for me. that doesn't
0: make that doesn't make Linus for me now I'm gonna pull a Julia and counter everything I said in my last one it's like I didn't see house grow at all here
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think there was so a bit be- of growth in that scene julia read where wilson said you tell the truth because she where house says to wilson she was honest because she cared which completely contradicts yeah. the quote i just read about where wilson was on the side of truth and house is on the side of lying right. So there was some growth there yeah yeah so i'm gonna give this one an eight and a half
1: this is a seven for me
2: you know what tom i am also gonna go for an eight and a half It just feels right, doesn't it? And that gives us an average of eight, which puts it in the lead so far. Will it stay there? We shall see. The last Christmas episode is season five, episode 11's Joy to the World. A troubled teenager collapses during her high school Christmas program and is brought to Princeton Plainsboro for House and his team to treat. While Cuddy takes a particularly keen interest in the case, Wilson makes a bet with House that he can't be nice enough to a patient during the holiday season to earn himself one Christmas gift. Guys, I loved this one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did too. This is my favorite. This
2: one was hard for me.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
2: I could see that.
0: I thought song.
1: about you during it.
2: I did too, actually.
0: It was hard. It was hard.
2: I did love, though, House in that white coat trying to be nice to every clinic patient that he had. <laughs> including the asthma lady. Oh, my Lord. Who was squirting mercy. her inhaler on her neck instead of into her
0: mouth. <laughs> show you me, show in- me how you're using
2: your inhaler. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what, you think I'm an idiot? You? No. And then she squirts on her neck and you just get that shot of House. And then the quick shot of her storming out of the room <laughs> where she's like... And she's like, jerk. jerk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So he, so, and he could, House could not pull it off.
2: Well, he did. He got the one legitimate. Was the one. Yeah. So he has the clinic. Julia, do you want to talk about this clinic patient? Because this is the yeah. one I think you were going for before. And I love it this. It is exactly
1: story. the one. <laughs>
0: he was going for before. Pull it off with that. Go ahead. Yep.
1: So he's super sweet when he comes into clinic and there's this younger girl sitting on the table and you get the sense right away that she's not super intelligent, but she's very earnest. And he asks her a few questions, you know, she's like been feeling crummy or whatever. And he said, um, he said, uh, it's nothing that won't pass with your first trimester. And she goes, oh, I'm not in school. And he's like, you might not be, or she said, your fetus is the fetus. Yeah, neither is the fetus. And she was like, "Uh, oh, and like, she didn't realize she was pregnant. And she's like, how did you know I was pregnant? And he, you know, tight shirt, uh, motion sickness patch, that's not going to do a darn thing for the kind of motion sickness you're having right now. And she's like, I'm, I'm a virgin. (laughs) So is my fiance. Well, I like, first
0: of all, I like first when he said, um, When he goes through all of her symptoms and he's like, oh, wait, no, that's how you should know you're pregnant. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, that's how you should know you're pregnant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She says, I'm a virgin, says my fiance. And he goes, I believe him. And she goes, are there other ways I can get pregnant, like sitting on a toilet seat? And he goes, absolutely. There would need to be a guy sitting between you and a toilet seat. But yes, absolutely. (laughs) He's like, I was doing so well. So this girl ends that up coming scene back.
0: Was unbelievably yeah. hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because his face, he's got such a good face for this. Um, she ends up coming back with her fiance and he develops this whole Parthenogenesis. Yeah, Parthenogenesis where she, you know, it's the virgin birth. And, and it's obviously not right, like they string you along through the episode to make you think that it is, in fact, that that he's found. But the machine's broken, and he did I, it to help her
0: out. So, so
2: he is so sincere. I started, when he tells
0: them. yeah, he is. I started to question this show because you know they deal with some pretty outlandish medical stuff, right? But at this, I'm like, oh, come on, this has been theorized for how many decades and never one case. And now House, yeah. of course, is gonna find it. Uh, so I was really glad to find out he was he was not serious about it. Yeah. So you could
2: tell where the commercial break was. It's right after he tells them it's a virgin birth, Merry Christmas. And then Yep. It comes back from commercial. He comes into his office all pleased with himself. You won't believe the clinic patient I just had. <laughs> and they get sidetracked, <laughs> but I'm, I'll just go in there because I love how happy he is when he finds a gift on his desk from her later on when he's with Cuddy. Yeah. And he's like, "Yes, brb." And Cuddy's like, "What is it?" Thank you from a patient for you. And House is like, "I saved her marriage by showing that her pregnancy was a result of parthenogenesis." Like, cuddy's like human parthenogenesis you proved yep it's unbelievable but i personally checked it five times and cuddy's like how did you check it five times the cycler's broken you would have had to send it out would have taken oh yeah that does sound impossible now that i think of it i guess a better explanation is the paternity test showed she cheated so i think the whole parthenogenesis thing and cuddy's like what why <laughs> and then house barges in wilson's office and he's like i win and he just chucks a gift at him and wilson has one of those comedic like nearly drops it as he catches it and cuddy's like you faked a scientific miracle just to win a bet with wilson and house is like "Mm, more of an argument i realize it would have been simpler to just fake the paternity test but hey christmas spirit and all that and cuddy's like i think you're confusing nice and evil again so, so we have- earlier
1: also in the episode is the book is the wrapped book that Cuddy sends the team to go and try and find and they bring it back to Wilson and they show him or they start to talk about this book and he knows right away like the wrapping paper and the shape of it and all this stuff. And Wilson goes, Irene Adler, Christmas 2001, sarcoid symptoms, but she didn't respond to methotrexate. I've never seen him so obsessed. He saved her with a last minute granulomatosis with the polyingitis diagnosis, but the hours he put in, I thought it would kill him. And then, well, he fell for her it was too soon after Stacey. It sounds silly, but Irene was the one that got away. And Cutner goes, really? And he goes, no, you idiots. House is screwing with you. You think there's some woman with a mysterious green wrapping paper trademark? Sounds like, how did you guess? And he's like, I could be wrong. It's possible a secret Meyer gave House the same book I gave him last Christmas and the same paper I wrapped it in and the note I wrote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I like how they talked, about, uh, they talked about how girly his handwriting was.
2: <laughs> wilson has very girly handwriting <laughs> uh that's a sherlock holmes reference irene adler that was sherlock's love okay all right rachel mcadams gotta played. gotta watch
1: these with that Downey
2: movie yeah the book was written by sir arthur conan doyle First edition. Or second edition.
0: That's, that would be a really fancy gift to give somebody, all
2: mm-hmm. Well, I love how outraged House is when he realizes Wilson blew. He walks into the kitchen, into the cafeteria, he's like, why don't you just hang out in the video store and tell everyone Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Soze? <laughs> By the way, that ending really made no sense at all. <laughs> and Wilson's just like, you had my present for a year and didn't even open it. And House said... I have no way of knowing there is an expensive book inside of it. (laughs) Oh, boy. That was the long
0: game to play, though, to screw with your staff, to hold on to a a gift for a solid year, just so that they could try to figure out who it was from.
2: Good. He's committed. Well, I love how Wilson is always psychoanalyzing him, too, because he immediately goes in, of all the ways to mess with people, why give yourself an imaginary present? And House is like, have you checked the price of fireman strippers lately? And Wilson is like, yes. (laughs) And then he's just like, the holidays, they're hard for you. I get it. You see the people around you giving and receiving gifts, having sustained meaningful relationships. And since you can't, something deep in your subconscious makes you create the appearance of a gift. It's sad. And House says, you really passed your psych rotation? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny.
0: Y'all, this show is so good.
2: Yeah, it's a great show.
1: I can't believe even after that Wilson stuff that you don't like, that you had, could you? did you come back at all liking Wilson with-
0: I still was looking for Wilson? ulterior motives in everything. Yeah. I did like oh, the book, but once I finished Westworld, I'm going to try to go back to season one. And
2: watch it. It's That's clean. Good idea. So I like the beginning of this episode too. House walks in and Cuddy already has a case with his team. And he's like, mm-hmm. Why have Foreman's breasts suddenly started to droop? Because Foreman's <laughs> not there and Cuddy And thirteen is like, large breasts are a classic symptom of you letting Foreman take a vacation day so he can finish his FDA reports before the end of the year. And House turns to Cuddy. He's like, "When are you taking vacation?" And then he raises his eyebrows <laughs> suggestively. And Cuddy tries to ignore him. She's like, "hepatitic neurological involvement." And House is like, "So I understand Foreman's absence. Your presence, not so much." I'm bringing a case. You may have noticed me doing that before. And House says, "I've noticed it a lot recently." it's almost as if you have a sexual interest in someone here, say Taub. And Cuddy's like, well, Taub might think that I like him if I stayed, which is why I'm going to do this. And she leaves and Taub is just at the table Somehow, I don't think that was actually about me. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> <this look. laughs>
0: something about that interaction reminded me of that, um, the lawyer from Scrubs.
2: Is he the one who died recently?
0: Yes. He's also yeah. bald and yeah.
2: So one thing I'll say about House is that I thought they picked three good replacements for the original team. Like they kept the original team on the show, but I actually liked the three. I liked Cutner, Taub and their team. I thought they brought something new and they were still funny to watch and interact with how. Mm-hmm. I
0: don't know who wouldn't be funny to watch interact with House. And I mean, uh, he is the show 100%. Yep.
2: He is the show. There would be no House without House.
0: Even the even the stuff that takes place without him is still revolving solely around him.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is not something you always there are you know there are a lot of side stories and tangents that shows go on but this one everything is 100% House.
2: <laughs> so i on see the beginning of season 3 now in my rewatch and toward the end of season two that's when Hut cuddy is trying to find a sperm donor to get pregnant so this mm-hmm. kind of is the culmination of her trying to get a child arc because she was unable to get mm-hmm. pregnant and mm-hmm. previous adoptions fell through and she gets the baby at the end of this episode or mm-hmm. gets so a lawyer pop- to foster the child at the end of the episode right
0: so this this girl that came in that was having these weird symptoms they come to find out she was uh, pregnant Quint- and she became and didn't get it treated the baby was born early and survived mm-hmm. but she thought the baby was dead somehow Cutie knew it wasn't went to the place where the baby was supposed to have been and found some drugged out meth people pretending it was their baby
1: i didn't get the sense the- she knew it was alive i thought she was just gonna go recover oh
0: she was gonna go bury the baby maybe
1: that's what I thought, that it would be a kindness. It would offer maybe some closure for her to tell this. Because the last the thing you hear before she leaves to go find the baby is the mom saying, I never even, you know,
2: I covered Buried. her with a. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought I too. There. Especially knowing. Okay, that makes well, sense. We have, a his, we have the desire history that you him. don't. Yep, she had the desire to be a mom. And yeah. I feel that was her maternal, human, good human being instinct to go and give the baby a burial, proper burial. Right.
0: Put them put the moms at eat the mom at ease a little bit before she passed. Because the teenage girl is gonna die. So that that, right. that guy was kind of a bully with the mushrooms and the drugs, that was the dad. And yeah. he was yeah. secretly he was secretly sleeping with this girl but didn't want anybody to know. Right. Got her pregnant. She's That she huh?
1: Was that his name? MacGyver? No, he's MacGyver in the new T V version of MacGyver, that's awful. Oh, actually it, really? oh, okay. it is MacGyver. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> That was a random place to say that, so sorry. That.
0: <laughs> I was no. totally lost my train of everything I was thinking and going to say. I'm so sorry. <laughs> nope, you're fine. Um, it probably wasn't that good anyway. Let's be honest.
1: Well, yeah. So the girl was bullied at school, and and it, yeah. That
0: see? was an awful prank. Oh, yeah. I, It was cringeworthy.
2: It was. Do you want to explain the prank Tom that they play? At the yeah, it was basically.
0: It just reminded me of Carrie. Like, yes, Straight you felt so Perry. bad for this girl. So all these kids, they're they're doing, they're having like a Christmas concert, and they decide they're going to sing something negative about a teacher or a principal or some mm-hmm. dude. And when they're supposed to change the lyrics and say something bad about him, they all stop singing. So just this overweight girl that they've been tormenting sings something negative, and then she passes out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from her eclampsia that we later learn. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And it was just awful. And apparently, at the same time, they had given her shrooms.
2: Yeah, they were terrible humans. They were terrible. Yeah. And this one was sad. And there were no
0: consequences for them. No,
2: even when they came to the hospital and Chase and Kuttner were questioning the one girl, the girl was still mocking her when she was giving answers to them. That was awful. She was terrible.
0: Should I apologize or something? Yeah. I well, and like he where, had the
1: audacity to be like, yeah, I think that would help. At that point, I'd be like, no, you're awful and terrible and you should just go away.
2: Well, I mean, they did play the <laughs> trick. They they thought she, the whole time the kids thought they were watching her surgery, but really well, was like, yeah, right. she's in
1: her room. Like... <laughs> Right. Yeah, that was pretty good.
2: <laughs> I liked when uh Tab and Kuttner went to the school <laughs> and Kuttner has a line or something like, This place is like hell or something and Tab says, Do you know who you work for? Do you know where you work? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the moment, I thought it was a very sweet moment between House and Cuddy at the end, too, when Cuddy is with yeah. the baby. House has that gentle moment with her, and he's just like, Merry Christmas, Cuddy, when he walks out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because he knows how much she's been wanting a child. Wasn't it a source of contention between the two of them as well?
2: Well, when she starts out, when she tries having a baby, like, she's get, he he's the only one she tells. She wants him to vet her sperm donors. Right. <laughs> and, uh... You know, that's and all. And you can imagine how that went over Tom. They're supposed to be anonymous yeah, I can he had files, and House is like, "No, these guys. You need to know a person. You need to know you don't want this guy's got, He's like going through people's files. This kid's gonna be a loser. Yeah. This kid's gonna be bullied." Yep. <laughs> and her top choice, he calls in for a job interview, and he's this dorky-looking redhead guy who's like. <laughs> the biggest doofus, and Cuddy realizes halfway through it's our sperm donor. <laughs> <So, laughs> the no, house awful, is full, y'all.
1: <laughs> well, but I mean, you know that half of you knows he's doing it because he's invested in Cuddy he's, too. He's invested. Know?
2: Like she, he yeah. keeps her secret at the before everyone knows she's trying to get a baby. She get, he gives her the injections. Yeah, right, right in her bottom which is a very sensual scene because of course you know she drops her pants for him and
1: right uh, yep
2: and she's like what no jokes and no he's very serious about it Mm -hmm. do you think this one had a linus moment
1: cutner had a linus moment he did
2: so so we find out cutner was a bully himself in school
1: yeah Taub is going on the whole time about you know how awful people are and these kids are terrible and Kuttner's always like you know you don't know what they're going through necessarily and you know and you can tell that he's like writing this line and he's conflicted about something and it makes you think he was bullied in school. He was bullied. Well they even come back and say
0: oh the Indian foster kid (laughs) who watched his parents get murdered you weren't cool.
1: Yeah you find out at the end he was the bully and he shows up at a guy's house Christmas Eve and says i'm sorry for how i treated you in high school and it's a sweet moment and the atmosphere is beautiful
2: the atmosphere is very beautiful it's a very christmas I'm really scene. glad
0: they left the resolution to that scene private yeah yep. yeah it me too. A lot they could have way.
1: overdone it mm-hmm. and i'm really
2: glad they subverted our expectations too because just looking at cal pen like funny dorky guy you would assume he'd be the bullied one and then mm-hmm. they subvert it at the end. Yep. Yeah, no, I would say that had a Linus moment in Cutner scene. And it's not a Linus moment, but like I said earlier, I really like the last scene between House and Cuddy.
0: It's sweet. House, House seems to... House is really getting giving her a hard time throughout the whole episode. Like, why do you care so much about this girl? Why do you care about this girl? Because she's not wanting to let this this teenage girl die. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just seems like, oh, you know, it's a teenager. She's a normal human being. He's an ass, so... He doesn't get you know her her compassion and why she cares but it's not really just her compassion she's catches on pretty early the girl's pregnant or was pregnant and um has some sympathy on her here
2: i think one of the things i do not i hate most about the show is cuddy left for a whole season like at the end she yeah. wasn't in for the there like i like we said earlier i love this dynamics between him and cuddy and him, Wilson, and Cuddy, and it wasn't the same. I can't believe they left. cut her.
0: I can't believe with her character that they would continue to underpay her and let her go, as opposed to giving her more money. Yep, so they let
2: they let dumb, so dumb,
0: dumb, <laughs> dumb, so dumb, so dumb. So dumb. So dumb. <laughs> this show fell victim to so many things Hollywood does, where they just decide that women aren't as valuable as as men on the. And underpay women.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And her character and then, really,
0: just from the few episodes I saw, her character really was worth a lot more than they were willing to give her, apparently. Oh, definitely. Definitely. She's a pretty, she was a powerful actress. The character is, she's a really good opposite of House.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it wasn't the same when she what left when like- they promoted Foreman to her job. No. She left. Yep.
0: Was there Not less sexual same. tension between the two of them?
2: <laughs> a little bit. Shh.
0: <laughs> did they so hook you, up did the house and cuddy hook up again
2: they do which is awesome i loved i mm-hmm. liked when they were dating
0: wait 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 so they dated after he made such a big deal about the other two dating and fired one of them
2: firings don't stick yeah firings don't stick on the show what would y'all give this one
1: this one gets a nine from me
0: let us say a
2: nine i'm giving it a nine too which hey. gives us an average of nine this was so, my favorite. Thanks. So yeah, it favorite appears too. the Christmas episodes got better with each year on this show.
1: They did, which is always good. It's always
0: good. I liked I liked the first the first seasons the first one season threes, but it just Christmas was an afterthought on that episode, which is what hurt it for me. Mm. I liked the episode though,
2: and it ruined Wilson for you. It mm. did ruin Wilson for me. That's super so now sad. you know,
0: knowing that Wilson's supposed to be somebody I'm supposed to like, I may go. I, I may have to. You know, readjust my. I would have readjusted my rating if I had done that. But
1: yeah, well, if you start from the beginning, you know, you might be able to shake that off.
0: There's some things you can't unsee, Julia.
1: That's absolutely true. (laughs)
2: So stop with
1: that. (laughs) That's
0: That's what my friend who worked at a nursing home as an aide told me once.
1: Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nippin' at your nose. Know. You'll carols being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like
0: Eskimo. All right, we got two, we, we have two winners for antenna balls from Julia for reviews. The first one goes out to Austin T X one, two, one, two, three, four. And the second one goes out to YTR five, two, five, seven, four. So if y'all are listening, which we know you are, email us at elves at tisthepodcast.com or hit us up on social media. Give us your address so that Julia can drop those antenna balls in your car or (laughs) drop those antenna balls in the mail (laughs) for your car
1: How creepy would that be? <laughs> <laughs> they just walk out to their cars and it's already on their antenna. <laughs> there are many places on social media you can get in contact with us. So pick your poison. Uh, we are on Reddit, Facebook. We have a Facebook group that's super duper active. Thanks to our awesome listeners. We're also on Twitter. We have a presence on Instagram if that's your jam. And you can find a quick gateway to all of these places by just going to com backslash insert social media name here so backslash twitter backslash facebook group um trying to make it easy for you but come interact with us we really love talking to y'all and listening to your ideas and sharing fun thoughts about christmas and non christmas stuff alike
2: and if you want even more tisa podcast content go to tisa slash patreon or patreon.com slash podcast whichever you prefer and there you can for as little as a dollar per month you can get full length Bonus episodes, which include fireside chats with our listeners, you know, Halloween episodes, Easter episodes, extended Christmas episodes. We just did an elf commentary, which is a lot of fun, and we're hoping to get a commentary up for the Santa Claus very, very soon. So if you're not a patron yet, now's the time to join. The one benefit of quarantine for the show has been we're getting a lot of bonus content up like julia pointed out last episode one of our new year's resolutions was so to get at least one bonus patreon episode up per month and we have been exceeding that and not only have we been exceeding that we've also been recording our bonus holiday episodes for the regular show and so we won't miss any of your burr month holidays later this year so right. lots of exciting stuff so check it out And if you want a free way to support the show, besides just downloading it every week, you can leave us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or wherever you find these podcasts, because every review helps new listeners to find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 366 days per year.
0: All right. Speaking of all of this awesome, all the awesome ways that we connect with our amazing listeners, we have not one, but two questions of the week and i'm gonna kick off with the first one from gary blauman who has just been blowing up our social media in so many awesome ways and has resuscitated our question of the week so thank you gary and that is if you could have any celebrity co-host a show with the elves
2: who would it be and why i'm gonna walk you through my reasoning here before i give my final answer and so my first thought would immediately go to like chevy chase or bill murray But they're both oddballs in real life, like not supposedly not the friendliest oddballs either. So I don't think they could—they'd have the energy for this show. Yeah. But I think somebody who'd have a lot of energy and make for a really interesting episode is Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin, and I would love (laughs) for him to guest host an episode of the show. And we still need to make that happen, so listeners. Thanks, get Anthony, him. for stealing mine.
1: Oh, you're doing Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin Culkin, too?
2: Well,
0: what I was going to say is I'm going to pull a, uh, Jerry Davila here, and I am going to name more than one. And I would like to get a dynamic duo on our show. And I don't need any explanation on why I would pick these two. I would want Tina Fey and Amy Poehler.
1: Oh, man. Yes, yes, and yes. Everything no yes. explanation I needed. I for what reason. Yeah.
0: But if I have to follow the rules, I was going to say Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin Culkin. Uh, but since Anthony did that, I think...
2: If you want a dynamic duo and want him in the duo, how about Macaulay Culkin and Catherine O'Hara? I would love them both to be on an episode. Oh,
1: that you were going to okay. say like Marvin Harry.
2: I don't know if Joe Pesci and Daniel, Daniel Stern would be up for a Stern. little show like this. <laughs> Joe Pesci, I can almost guarantee, would not be. <laughs> but you think Catherine O'Hara would be? <laughs> She's at least fun. I could see her doing something like this for fun.
1: I, if I had to pick a celebrity co-host with us, I'm going to pick somebody who does have Christmas roots, but like they don't run very deep. I don't think I'd pick Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks is always entertaining when you watch him on late night stuff and in conversations and he's got a Polar Express tie. So we would have a reason to have him on a Christmas podcast. And I also would just really like to talk to Tom Hanks in person.
2: Julia, that's amazing. But you would right? be putting me into such an awkward position because I hate Tom Hanks' one Christmas movie. So Thanks I would, for you I, I, I would, w- would have to embody tr- uh, Trump. I would have to embody <laughs> have
1: to embody house
2: uh, houses. Everybody lies motto, which could also be our oh. president's motto. But <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I
1: love Tom
2: Hanks though. Uh, I do too. I'd be totally I still
0: can't believe it took me so long to realize that he was not screaming about his volleyball he was missing his wife in castaway what Rita Wilson Wilson.
1: oh Rita Wilson Wilson. so funny so funny
0: uh the other one I'm going to throw out there that I would not mind bringing on that I think would be super fun Rainn Wilson
1: oh man yeah or John Krasinski for that matter
2: or Jenna I'll Fisher take- and Angela Kinsey, because they love the else. podcasting.
0: I wouldn't say no at all.
2: If any of you happen to know any of these celebrities we just name-dropped, tell them about this awesome podcast. Get them on, and we'll have you on the same episode if you can get any of those actors on. So there's your incentive.
1: Yeah. If you know Tom Hanks, like just DM me and...
2: If you, guy's if you know any of them, <laughs> we'll let you co-host the episode they're on, and we'll give you all the free swag. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Let's step outside of Christmas for a minute. We're all Disney fans here for quite some time. We've all been Disney fans. We had another faithful listener and interactor on social media Dender and Blixem03 ask us on Reddit to rate our top three disney animation films since the little mermaid pixar counts as well and it's like sophie's choice again
2: i'm gonna have to go for me the obvious route because these four are still the golden age of disney in my mind and the four are best but no but since the little mermaid's excluded it makes it easy for me because i don't have to cut one of them wait so- is it excluded
0: since I the I think Little Mermaid? I think it's since I think that's like post Little Mermaid
2: yeah
1: so that does not count the Little Mermaid
2: I don't I think that, so because that's that would be ready. one of mine all right so since Little Marie would have been in that top four it's easy I can exclude it so I'm gonna go number one and it will always be nothing comes close for me Beauty and the Beast I love that story I love that cast I love the animation I love those songs I love it i love it love it love it love it, love it. And then Aladdin and The Lion King. Little Mermaid would have been in that top three instead of The Lion King, if I could have been, but I can't. But those four, the Golden Age of Disney, the Disney Renaissance, whatever they call those four movies. Julia, you're the big Disney buff. What do they call those? Is it the Renaissance or the Golden Age? I think it's the Golden Age of Disney. Yep. But those, uh, can't beat those three for me. But really four, because The Little Mermaid. I mean, yeah. You're not pulling anything from
0: Pixar over,
2: huh, Anthony? The only Pixar films that would be in contention for me are the Toy Story ones and WALL-E. I don't think any of the other ones stack up to traditional Disney animation. Wow! I said what I said, Tom. Man, those are fine words. I'm
0: Anthony. Could I be any more wrong?
2: (laughs) You know what? Since you said that, Tom, let me tell you how wrong you were. Because I meant to bring this up during social media, and we almost got through the whole episode without it coming up. Did we get to...
0: Do we get to answer the questions or not, Anthony? Are you just gonna Yeah, go you do. But you
2: know what? Just before I forget this, we got one comment on our social medias last week. Congrats, we found one guy from longtime OG original listener A bin White Duke on Reddit. And they said about better watch <laughs> about better watch out. I 100 percent agree with Anthony here and can't believe the level of hate the other two have for it. How dare you say it's better than Saving Christmas? You should be forced to watch Saving Christmas every day during lockdown for that horrible statement. Better Watch Out isn't a masterpiece, but it's fun, strange, and surprise me in places. It has some fun, silly gore, and messes with tropes in a fun way. Six out of ten for me. So, Thin White Duke, we thank you for your feedback.
0: In all fairness, though, Thin White Duke listens to us every week, so do we really trust his opinion that much? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've set the bar pretty low by knowing he's, into, he's a long-time listener. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that was, the, that, was, that was the one comment on this movie, huh? That's the one we had?
2: Well, no. We had a comment from Jerry, too, saying we did it again and we're misinterpreting his opinions of Elf and the Santa Claus. He said this is the second time we've done it. He says he doesn't hate those movies. <laughs> he just doesn't think they're up to the Scrooged and Muppet Christmas Carol and Home Alone. Oh, I think every time so we bring funny. him up,
0: I'm just going to talk about how much he hates those movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Disney movies since The Little Mermaid. Favorites. So Aladdin, I'm totally with you on that one. I have mad love for Aladdin. Um, My second choice is The Emperor's New Groove because I can literally watch it at any time and love it just as much as the day I first saw it. And my last one, this one's Coco because I think it's one of the sweetest movies Pixar has put out in many, 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 many years.
0: I'm going to go uh, Aladdin. That's just one of my childhood favorites, and it still yep. rings just as true for me. The wow, we had a common amazing.
2: denominator between the three of us. That's pretty awesome. I wasn't expecting that, so that's awesome.
0: I think it would be hard to find many people who wouldn't put Aladdin up there. Beauty and the Beast, then Moana.
2: I love
1: Moana. That was up there also. Uh,
2: so I, do too. I, t- I took you guys up on the challenge to watch it again. Because I told yeah. you, I only saw it once in sick, and I loved it the second time. So,
1: so good, right? Did you really?
2: I did. Well, that makes me so happy. So it was definitely the sickness the first time around. So,
0: so when we were watching that really Disney good. family sing-along, uh huh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they had the little, they had the girl singing mm-hmm. originally, and they would How show her side by side. Yeah, when they when they would show her singing side by side with the animated. I have never in my life seen a cartoon come to life like that. I think that is what they were trying to do with Polar Express, but they must have been filming that girl in the sound box and just making Moana's face do what hers did because it was unbelievable. Like
2: If they were smart, they would just re- do the live-action Moana now and keep it in the vault for 20 years, but do it while it's still her, her so she can oh, be gosh. Moana. And... Walter I mean, and
0: Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, and Yeah, rock. I mean,
1: The Rock is Maui. He yep. just is.
0: Don't even keep it in the vault. Just give give it to us now. I think people would go crazy to see that. <laughs> she is so good.
2: You know what I love? That we have questions of the week back. Yeah, so, me too. They're so fun. I miss them, y'all. I, I did really too. Do. So Gary Blaumann, Dunder and Blixum all y'all across social media keep throwing them at us because it adds fun discussion and answer those two questions on the aforementioned social media's because we want your opinion.
0: I am going to steal part of the next announcement because uh, I want to be I'm positive.
2: G- I'm going to I'm
0: just going to say next I'm week we're not playing dueling
2: banjos underneath this again.
0: So next week we are not covering a cinematic masterpiece. We're covering again. a we are covering a Hallmark movie. That has 91% of Google users <laughs> thumbs up it.
2: <laughs> 23% of Rotten Tomatoes, my
0: friend. 91% of Google users. There's a lot more Google users than Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 6.2 on IMDb. North Pole, open for Christmas. It's not as good as the first one, but it is still <laughs> a just fun saying movie. Something.
2: Just saying something. It's
0: got Bailey Madison and jailbird Lori McLaughlin and Julia. one of Julia's cutie McCute faces, Dermot Mulrooney.
2: I can't. Wa- can't believe I, can't- I got Dermot Mulrooney. I can, because like I said, he's the most B-list actor to ever appear in A-list movie, so it makes sense he's in a movie like this. Oh, wow, But, you know, I'm not even excited for the week after that, but I am more excited for that than North Pole, which I have a feeling I'd rather watch Saving Christmas over that one. If my rating scores that low next week it's because i truly believe it deserves it but tune in next week to see what i rate that piece of hot garbage and but you're going
0: into it like we do open-minded i'm even going into the movie the week after which i absolutely hated the first time i saw it and i'm looking going into it open-minded
2: and that movie is the famous or infamous deck the hall starring matthew broderick and danny devito so it's one that gets a lot of airtime around the holiday season on um, Freeform for some for reason. <laughs> some reason. a lot of money for the rights.
0: I've got a few new movies to add to the list once we start working on it for next year. It'll
2: be sooner than you think, won't it, Tom?
0: It will be. I think it's only going to be about 5,196 hours until Christmas. And I don't know that we have anything scheduled after that.
2: Oh, that's
1: only 229 days to come up with next year's content.
2: That's only 32 weeks, y'all. 32 that's like weeks. Nothing.
1: That's like no big deal.
2: We already have week one scheduled for next year because it's technically this year, the first week after Way to make us feel on top of it. You know, that's my job is to point out how wrong you two are all the time. I do it well. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I have my Cuddy and Wilson talking right here trying to keep me in line. <laughs> there you somebody, go. <laughs> somebody has to be proud of you, Anthony. <laughs> And on that note, I'm glad it's you. Do your homework, y'all. Do your homework or read the cliff notes for this next week because you might not want to put yourself through that torture.
1: Do not encourage people to
2: not do their homework. Come on. Come on, guy. You know what? You're right. Guys. And girls, do your homework because if I have to be forced to watch this for your entertainment, you have to watch it as well. So you know what I'm. Ranking I'm it so up.
0: glad you're giving it an impartial attempt at viewing, Anthony. It
2: makes me feel so <laughs> glad. Well, spoiler alert for next week. I already watched it. Oh, that was you're <laughs> on top of things. I disappointed Tom so much, by saying, I already watched this. face. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> he went full Halloween in the Great Hall.
2: But in seriousness, y'all, do your homework, make Tom proud, and we'll speak to you next week. Bye, everybody. Who took the Merry Christmas? People all over the world forgot about Merry. A A baby Bob